These are important questions that have been drowned out by the sound and fury about the American Inquisition. Beginning with the aftermath of the Bolshevik Revolution, we will trace Hollywood's fascination with radicalism in the 1930s, when the film industry was growing up and many future Hollywood personalities visited the Soviet Union, saw a future they believed would work everywhere, and returned to make that vision a reality at home. During the Depression and the rise of fascism in Europe, many of those who worked in the film world fell under the influence of such profits, and reacted to the gathering storm by tying their fortunes to those of the political left. Hollywood stars, directors, and writers came together to create a popular front of liberals and communists, united by their opposition to the Nazis and their support of the Democrats and Franklin D. Roosevelt. That unity was lost during the years of the Soviet Union's cynical non-aggression pact with Nazi Germany, signed in August 1939. But after Hitler, in June 1941, had invaded the USSR and the Soviets had entered the war, the liberal-communist alliance was repaired. Once again committed to supporting FDR and defeating the Fuhrer, and promoting themselves as harbingers of history, the Communists achieved even greater influence in the film capital. After the war had ended, and long before HUAC came to town, the growing estrangement between the United States and the Soviet Union terminated the love affair between the Reds and the Hollywood liberals. Some Hollywood personalities, like Olivia de Havilland and Melvin Douglas, became fed up with the constant intrigues of their old associates, and began to see themselves as having been duped by communists, who were always pushing Moscow's interests rather than America's. By the time HUAC made its first post-war appearance in Filmland, not only these liberals, soon to be stigmatized as Cold War liberals, but many communists too, had grown disillusioned with the party and began quietly drifting away. HUAC called for testimony from scores of writers, directors, and actors who were widely known in the industry to have been party members or sympathizers in the 1930s and 1940s. The result of these hearings soon led the studios to dispense with their services and to institute the now infamous blacklist. The blacklist has been over for close to 50 years. Yet intellectuals and Hollywood personalities have made sure that it lives on as an object lesson for a new generation. They have refashioned the time of the blacklist into a perverse parody of a golden age. Some contemporary Hollywood personalities try to associate themselves with this dramatic era in an effort to inflate their personae. Actor Sean Penn, for instance, whose father was one of those blacklisted, has tried to argue, when a proposal of his is turned down or a part in a film is given to someone else, that he has been blacklisted because of his opposition to the war in Iraq. And actor-director Tim Robbins, one of the most popular and employable Hollywood stars, complains routinely, when his political opinions are challenged, that he is the victim of a new blacklist. It is only a short step from reflexively honoring those actually blacklisted in the past to seeking status as a victim in a fictional blacklist of the present. In both cases, however, there is a denial of reality. That reality is the subject of this book.
Chapter 1. The Romance Begins What better place for the Russian Revolution's promise of a utopian, classless society to take hold than in Hollywood, the capital of dreams? And who better to promote this dream than the revolutionary entrepreneur and propagandist Willy Münzenberg? Born in Germany in 1889, he dropped out of school at fifteen to become a barber's apprentice, and then a laborer in a shoe factory. Handsome, ambitious, and dissatisfied, he drifted to Zurich, Switzerland, where, at the age of twenty-one, he became involved with the Youth Bureau of the Swiss Social Democratic Party. There he crossed paths with a small group of revolutionaries, including Lenin, Trotsky, and Karl Radek, men who would lead the Bolshevik Revolution. A born organizer and irresistible public speaker, the charismatic...